number one and gone through the list. But he starts with number six, do not commit adultery. Then he says number five, do not murder. And then number seven, do not steal. And then number eight, do not bear false witness. And then number four, honor your father and your mother. I just think it's interesting what he did. And he said, all these things I kept from my youth is what the rich ruler said. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. So I'm thinking, if I was there, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Jesus is going to tell him about the first commandment. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all, but to have no other gods before you. That's commandment number one. Have no other gods before me. Because if you keep commandment number one, then you will keep all the other nine. Amen? So surely Jesus is going to tell him about that first commandment. Or even the second one's pretty good. You know, do not use the Lord's name in vain. Number three, keep the Sabbath. He didn't mention that one, but that doesn't have a lot to do with this topic. Number nine and number ten, uh, do not covet your wife's neighbor and don't cover your, or don't covet your wife's, or your, <laughs> <laughs> don't cover, covet your neighbor's wife and don't covet your neighbor's stuff. So now that is all of the commandments. Joe, don't covet your wife. Then the last part of verse 22, here's what Jesus says. He says, here's what you need to do to inherit the kingdom of God. In the last part, he says, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Isn't that amazing? So what is Jesus doing here? He is so brilliant that really what he's done here, he has wrapped up Commandment number one, but in different wording, in a different way, in a real life situation of here's how you can perform commandment number one and you will have eternal life. Go give to the poor and then come follow me. In other words, make me number one instead of your money number one and in return. When he heard this, verse 22, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. I wonder if the Lord was also thinking to himself, you know, I wonder if you would be a good candidate for the replacement of my treasurer who's about to leave his position. He would be a good candidate if his heart was in the right place. Amen? So Jesus poses this question to him, and he finds out where his heart is. He said he was very rich. He was sorrowful, verse 24. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Aren't you glad of that? Man, I remind the devil of that all the time. Hey, what's impossible with me is not impossible for God. And don't you ever forget it, devil. God can do all things. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to remind him of that. 
So at the end of this, Jesus could also be saying, hey guys, by the way, can you hang around just for another chapter because I want to show you this particular story of how it should turn out. So let's go to the next chapter, Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Do you see how we have the one guy who has both qualities of the stories that he told in the previous chapter? A tax collector? Remember the one guy said, I'm glad I'm not like him, that tax collector. So here we have a tax collector, and then we had the rich ruler. Here we have both in one guy. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was a wee little man. So he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree. The sycamore tree in Israel is, is really called a sycamore fig tree. It's not like our sycamore trees here, uh, because if it was, he'd never be able to climb it. But in, in Israel, the branches are low to the ground. Uh, so he ran ahead and he climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Now, Zacchaeus had probably heard a lot about Jesus as he was going around and trying to gather taxes from people in all the different villages in the countryside. So he'd probably heard a lot about him, and here he was in his town, right with the same place where he was at. In verse 5 it says, and when, Zac Zac and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. The first thing that I want to talk about in the four E's of, ex of exchange is this, empathy. You have to have empathy. Jesus had empathy for Zacchaeus. And empathy means this, the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another. So when Jesus met Zacchaeus, what did he say to him? Was he angry with him? Was he saying, man, you've been treating people terrible. You shouldn't be even uh, showing your face out here in public. Was he judgmental at all? He was not. He did not show judgment. He did not show disgrace or condemnation or disgust. He empathized with him. We were in uh, Greenwood, Greenfield, right? Greenfield or Greenwood? Greenfield, I believe it is, out east on 70. Is that Greenfield? We were in Greenfield a couple weeks ago. Went in to uh, have lunch at Popeye's. And while we were uh, just really getting ready to leave, there were two uh, guys who came in. And they had tattoos over their entire body. The one had rings in his, well, no, both of them had rings in their noses. They, their ears had the big loops in them. Uh, the one guy had uh, devil uh, pitchforks underneath both one under both eyes. Uh, they both had on shirts that came to here, and all their uh, stomach was exposed with all kinds of stuff on it. And you know, I, I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I I really fight making judgment about that kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't just like it was a tattoo. I mean, it was just really over the top. And, man, as I was, the Lord was dealing with me about my attitude with these guys. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to pray for these guys. I, Lord, if you want me to do something here, you know, make it possible for me to, to, to have an exchange with them. Uh, 
But I was, begin I was doing this. I was trying to have empathy for these guys. They go up to the counter, and I didn't hear what they were saying. I went on outside, and I stood beside the trash can. While I'm standing beside the trash can, they come out, and they said, excuse me, sir, and they kind of moved me over, and they started looking through the trash can for food. And I said, guys, what are you doing? And they said, well, we're just looking for something to eat. And I said, well, you were up at the counter. Didn't you order? And he said, no, we were up there asking if they had any work that we could do so that we could buy some food. And I said, guys, you, you don't have to do that. Uh, so I took them back in, and I, I bought their, their meal. And then I, but see, you, you can't stop there, can you? You, you, can't, you can't just, I mean, it's good to go in and, and help somebody out. But I, I asked him, I said, guys, do, do you know Jesus? Have you, has anybody ever told you about Jesus Christ? And the one guy said, oh, yeah. He said, I know you can't tell by looking at me. But he said, I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I said, hallelujah. Yeah. And see, there I was fighting to make a judgment about them. And I, so I asked the other guy, do, do you know, know Jesus? He said, yeah. He said, I received Christ the same time he did. I said, praise the Lord. How long, that, how long ago has that been? He said, it's been 10 months. He said, in fact, I think it's been 10 months and, and let me see. He said, it's been 10 months and, and two weeks. And I said, that, that's awesome, guys. He said, now, uh, you, you wouldn't know it, but these little things here underneath my eyes. He pointed that at himself. You know, those little pitchforks. Under, he said, but I love Jesus. And he said, and we trust in the Lord. He says, just like you helping us. He said, you, you know, you're helping us out this morning. We believe because Christ." Uh, I said, so I asked them more about what they were doing, and they were on their way to Wisconsin. I mean, it's a long story. But anyway, what I'm saying here, here, people, is we have to have empathy for people. We have to care. And we can't allow the way that somebody looks or the way somebody smells or the way somebody acts to affect whether we're going to reach out and have empathy and care about whether they're going to heaven or hell. We have to reach out to people. We have to love people beyond what we see. Amen? Amen? So here Jesus is having empathy for a guy who is a tax collector and he's rich. Tax collectors were hated in Jesus' day and especially Zacchaeus. Zac Zacchaeus was a Jew. And so that, that means Zacchaeus was collecting money from his fellow Jews and turning it over to the Roman uh, government. So he was extra hated. So we can't allow circumstances to affect whether we're going to have empathy on people. The second thing is we have to engage. I engaged those guys. Jesus engaged Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. You know, out of all the people in the crowd, Jesus could have stayed with probably 90% of those people. He could have asked 100% of those people if he could stay at their house. But out of all those probably thousands of people, he asked Zacchaeus to stay with him. Sometimes we just have to be intentional in engaging. Are you intentional in, in engaging people? I, I just advise you, don't, don't just go to Walmart without having on your mind you're going to engage somebody with the gospel, with, with love, with care. Engage people. In, be intentional about it. It's going to cause you to get out of your norm. It's going to cause you to get out of your comfort zone. But we're not here just to go through life and to consume things upon our own lusts, are we? We need to be reaching out to a community 
And we do that by having empathy and then by engaging. Hallelujah. The next one is encounter. That's our word for the year. How many of you have forgotten that our word for the year was encounter? I, I almost had myself. Our word for the year is encounter. We, we have to have encounters. Luke 9 and verse, or 19 and verse 5 again. And when Jesus came to the place. I want to talk about that in a moment. But first on, on encounters. There's two kinds of encounters. One is where you and I have uh, what I believe are God-ordained encounters with others. I feel like that there at Popeye's the other day, that was a God-ordained encounter I had with those two guys. But beyond that, there needs to be us having encounters with the Lord. Are you having encounters with God? Is your testimony clear back 10 years ago? Or is there something fresh that happened this week where you have encountered the Lord, where something is taking place, where He spoke to your heart, where you was driving down the road and all of a sudden you felt like He gave you some instruction? Or you had something burning on your heart that you needed to call someone or send them a letter? Is God working in your life? Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We need to be having God encounters. Hallelujah. Now, I think this is important. This here says, and when Jesus came to the place. What place? When he came to the place that he talked about in the chapter before, about the tax collector and the rich man. When he came to that place, when he came to that tree that we, I showed you earlier. When he came to where the rich guy and the guy who's a tax collector, when he came to that place, place. That's important because there are particular places I think you and I need to be at certain times. The saying is being at the right place at the right time. And I think that can be God ordained for us to be at the right place at the right time for the right reason, the right purpose and the right outcome. Hallelujah. Encounters. He said that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Do you remember them asking in the chapter before, who then can be saved? So it says in verse 6, so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained. This is all the Pharisees complained, saying, he has gone to be with a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord. I, gave, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone for false accusation, I restore fourfold. What has taken place? Zacchaeus had an encounter with Jesus Christ. There wasn't a whole lot said to him. There was nothing in our text that says that Jesus... <laughs> brought him under any kind of conviction because of the way he was living. But there's just something about the presence of the Lord that will bring us into conviction, that will cause our hearts to change. And I know there's times when I know my heart needs to be changed in certain areas. I know I, I need to have my attitude adjusted. I need to have an encounter with the presence of the Lord so that I can be who he wants me to be. And that's what happened here with Zacchaeus. He had a heart change. And he said, man, I'm, I'm wealthy, but I'm going to give half of what I own to the poor. 
And then if I've wronged anybody, I'll give them four times what I cheated them out of. That's pretty good restitution. Hallelujah. All because he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. Now we could read that and say, Oh, okay, so he's automatically in because he's a Jew. No. Galatians 3, 7. Let's show that. Explains this. It says, Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Remember how we were talking last or a couple weeks ago about faith is and faith in? It's faith. Zacchaeus, he suddenly got faith. He saw that Jesus was who he said that he was. And he had faith in Jesus Christ. And so that's why he was technically a Jew is because his faith arose to where he was supposed to be. Hallelujah. Let your faith arise. The last verse, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So because Jesus intentionally had empathy and then he engaged and then he had this encounter with Christ, then with uh, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus become a believer. The last he is encouraged. Today salvation has come to this house. You know there, there are so many people today who need encouragement. I, I keep saying Walmart, but I, I don't like that place. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it, it's a great place to, to testify to people. It's a great place to speak into the lives of people. And I don't, I don't know how many cashiers that, that we've talked to and man, they're, they're down, they're discouraged, they're, it's like they have no hope. People need encouragement. You know, Shelly, I don't know everything you've been through, but I know you need encouragement. I, I need encouragement. Nicole, you need encouragement. We all need to be encouraged by one another and lifted up and patted on the back and come on, you can make it and you're going to do fine. Shelly, you're going to do great as a believer. You're going to be awesome for the Lord. I don't know what all He's got in store for you, but I know it's going to be good. Now, will there be some challenges? Absolutely there will be. But you're an overcomer now because of Christ Jesus in your life. Hallelujah. So people need encouraged. People need lifted up. That's why the body of Christ is so, so vitally important. You know, you and I have the ability to change atmosphere. We can change atmosphere. We can go into a, a tense situation. We can go into a place where there's a lot of anger and bitterness. And we can change that because of the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you got something out of this this morning. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you for Shelly. I'm just mindful of her. I would just ask, Lord, I just would plead the blood of Jesus upon her life. I just surround her with the protection and the comfort of the Holy Spirit to be upon her life, that she would be everything that you have created her to be. I thank you for her commitment to you and for her baptism today. Work mightily in her life, Lord, and cause her to become the daughter of God that you've created her to be. Father, I would pray that this word today would have resonated something into someone today and it would 
cause us to go away from here a better person. And I bless you and give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.